The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All one. All two. All three. Stop it! Did not do it like that! Mercy! Did you not get the memo? What is good, everybody? It is your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. Uh, some major news broke this week. Um, and being that this is Windy City, the Breeze, we want to cover all sports. So we want to include the WNBA in that. Uh, a new CBA deal has been hashed out by the WNBA. Um, I, I think that it is going to be... Uh, what what's the word I want to use? I think it's going to change the the face of not only women's sports everywhere, but possibly how some of the men do their sports there. Uh, and so joining us today to talk about it, uh, we have uh, Madeline Kenny here from the Chicago Sun Times. She covers the Chicago Sky uh, and also uh, the WNBA for the Chicago Sun Times. Madeline, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. I am good. Glad to have you on the show. Um, appreciate you for coming through, first of all. Uh, just want to get your opinions on some of the things that, that uh, broke out. Uh, can you tell us some of the big changes that we can expect to see in the new CBA, uh, if the new CBA does go through uh, this starting next season? Yeah, the CBA has already been ratified, so it's uh, officially in place. Oh, okay. Both parties have signed off on it. Um, and it was impressive that there was 90% turnout for the players, especially considering, you know, more than half of the league plays overseas during the off season in China, Russia, uh, Europe, you name it. And so the fact that they had 90% voter turnout was unprecedented. But some of the biggest changes for the CBA this season is obviously higher pay for players and compensation and just overall benefits. And they really wanted to focus on um, obviously pay and 50-50 revenue sharing with the league. And so that'll go in place in 2021 if the league, and this is a big if, if the league meets its like marketing and um, other licensing targets. Uh, player Max player salary gets boosted from 117 to 215, and we're talking thousands, not millions. Um, it, there's an opportunity for a total cash compensation of the top players for 500,000, um, but that number can be misleading because you have to meet, you know, uh, your team has to go to the playoffs. You got to get MVP. You got to be an all star. You got to be first team. Like, there's a lot of incentives and bonuses along the path that you have to get to get to that 500 number. Um, by 2021, the hope is that the average 
like cash compensation for each player will be six digits for the first time in league history at one thirty one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Um, other big changes uh, come for the travel. As you may know, the WNBA has had an issue with travel uh, situations. Instead of flying, you know, uh, regular people, uh, they are going to be boosted to economy, which is, I guess, is like a step up to some degree, but still not as great as their male counterparts who are chartered. And each player will have their own hotel room, which is kind of like it seems like a small thing, but in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of nice to be able to have your own space to kind of, you know, stretch out, roll out, whatever you need to do after games and even before games just to get make sure you're in the right, like, mental state. Um, and for other benefits, there's maternity, full salary paid maternity leave right now. Um, that was something that was not in the previous CBA. There's a $5,000 annual child care stipend. And any mothers that are also players will get a two-bedroom apartment rather than just a one-bedroom apartment, which obviously it means, you know, it makes a big difference in the long run. But those are just some of the highlights. There's a lot of other things I didn't touch on, like um, they're going to throw more money at the idea of having players be paid to, like, market the league year-round so they don't have to play overseas. It just seems like the WNBA is really committing to trying to make sure the women don't have to go overseas to supplement their income. For sure, for sure, and like you said, uh, a lot of a lot of the players go overseas. Um, how big of an effect? Do you, how big of a change do you think uh, that this will have? Do you think that this will cut down on most of the women going overseas? Because we've seen uh, major uh, top level players in the WNBA be injured playing overseas, where they can't play for their WNBA team uh, the following season. Do you think that this will slow down play, players going overseas? Honestly, no. I think that the top players, if they get the marketing contracts and the deals with the league and their teams or coaching opportunities, yes, they'll stay stateside. But for, you know, the middle-tier players and even some of the higher-level players, it's just not enough compensation. I was talking to Cheyenne Parker this week about what would it take for her to stay in the U.S. year-round. And she's like, it's hard to put a number on it, but she makes $300,000 going to China. And so, obviously, the $215,000, you know, max salary that players can be paid now is a nice chunk of change. It's kind of hard to give up, you know, another $300,000 on top of that when you can go overseas. She said that, you know, she would have to weigh her options. She has some business endeavors here in Chicago with opening. She wants to open up a hookah bar, and um, she just wants to do some other things with, like, modeling and a fitness app. And so, she would consider, you know, the potential of, uh, staying stateside, but it's it's really hard to say, you know, ask the average person, sure, you get a bump of $100,000 in your salary, but if you can get another $300,000, aren't you going to take the other $300,000? I mean, I personally would. I it, It's a small sacrifice you pay for, you know, this money if you invest it right and you save it and you know, which a lot of players are trying to do is, like, invest this money in, like, other source streams of revenue, um, it can set you up for life. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, I'd read in a couple of articles um, that, as you said, this was an overwhelmingly uh, a welcome change from the players. Uh, how did the, the league's board of governors 
kind of kind of feel about the the changes coming uh, in the in the new CBA? Well, I mean, obviously they approved it. I think everyone knew that the CBA needed a lot of work and needed. It was kind of out of style, I guess you could say. Um, it it was too. Um, it gave the league too much leeway, and players deserve to have some kind of say in like what they're doing. Um, it's just like when HR sends out surveys to employees to get like feedback on what you would like to see your company do more. And so that this this was a very like player friendly CBA, but there was also a lot of changes and sacrifices players are going to have to make going forward. There's a new Commissioner Cup, which obviously that's going to it doesn't necessarily add games in season, but it's an in season tournament. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. Players. Are, will have to report to WNBA training camps. I'm not sure if you're aware, but right now players kind of trickle in because of overseas commitments. And so, I mean, shoot, we didn't see Courtney Vandersloot play. I don't, I don't think she played in either of the post play or uh, excuse me, the preseason games this season because she came late from overseas commitments. And obviously, if you're not getting a full training camp, it's going to take a few games to get in the swing of things. And that's just like you don't see that with any other. You know, professional sports league players not being able to report to training camp on time because they have to work, um, and so that. But that's something that they're going to phase in because they're going to give players and agents times to kind of figure out with European contracts how this all is going to work. And a big question also is, you know, what does this mean for European players who want to play for their national team or want to play, um, you know, near their home? Maybe it's more appealing for them to play in Europe rather than the WNBA. And they said that they're going to obviously let European players play for their national team and kind of there's, there's loopholes in it basically. Um, But I think players are also, you know, giving some, and I think that's what makes the CBA great is because like both parties win in the long run. For sure. For sure. It, it seems like uh, this will end up being one of the more progressive deals in sports. Uh, now we've seen, as you said, that they're adding a commissioner's cup. Is the WNBA trying to go to uh, more of a European styled game uh, to garner fans, kind of try and get that uh, women's college basketball style tournament in the middle, just trying to build a fan base there? So I think the idea of the Commissioner Cup, I mean, maybe it is like kind of a fan attraction, um, but it it kind of gives players more of an incentive in season to play like meaningful games because the purse is $750,000, which is kind of a nice chunk of change. That's a minimum. Like, so that means it can go up. Um, I think it was more so, you know, the NBA is thinking about doing an in-season tournament. Is the WNBA the guinea pig for what the NBA might do? Perhaps Um, they are like a, Everyone calls them the sister league to the NBA. Um, so that that could be part of the reason why they decided to do the Commissioner Cup. I'm not sure if it was necessarily that they want to change the style of play in the WNBA. Uh, right now, I think WNBA style is extremely similar to European style just because so many of those players go overseas and have success. I think the main difference is maybe it's a little bit more physical in America. But I think overall – Unlike the NBA versus European play, like the NBA is obviously a totally different game. The WNBA is a totally different game than the NBA. It is a lot more skillful, a lot more thought out, I guess you could say. Like they are actually scheming and making, not just like throwing their bodies through the paint and like chucking up the ball, which is 
a lot of the NBA. The NBA is a very physical game. The NBA is definitely more skillful. Now, when we look at uh, uh, this deal, of course, the increase in pay is the thing that everybody's going to focus on. Um, where is the WNBA uh, getting this new money to pay for it? How are they going to be paying for this new labor deal? Is there some new sponsors coming in for them? So I asked this question, and I even followed up with this question with Kathy Engelbert, because that's my biggest question, is that they're giving a lot of money, and there's a lot of money floating around in this CBA that they're kind of promising players. And this is a league that lost $12 million in 2017, reportedly. So when you think about that, and you think about, like, you know, salary increases and all these marketing deals and stuff, but you can't help but to wonder where is this money coming from? Show me the money. Um, and she said that they, the WNBA this week, after the CBA announcement, they launched a, partner, a change makers partnership platform, which right now the inaugural members are AT&T, Deloitte, and Nike. Um, and basically they're going to help sponsor and pay for all of the WNBA's business endeavors. I don't know how much money that is necessarily. They're also going to obviously pull from some of their other league sponsors. Team ownership is investing more into their teams. Um, they, the money sources is coming from a lot of different ways, though it's unclear how much is coming from where. I specifically asked if the NBA, you know, a multi-billion dollar organization, if they're also going to help front some of this uh, money because, as you know, with any investment, you got to invest. You're going to lose money before you make money. That's just how business and life works um and she kind of kathy engelbert the commissioner kind of tiptoed around the question is like of course the nba always supports us but she didn't directly say that the nba is giving more or exactly how they're going to support them she kind of talks about just using their partnerships and using you know maybe their brand recognition to try to draw in more corporate sponsorships but it's kind of unclear what the nba's uh, hand is going to be in the next generation of the WNBA. They'll obviously support it. We just don't know what to, to what extent. Exactly. Now, like I said at the outset of this, this is a huge deal uh, for women's sports moving forward. Uh, do you believe, though, that this will spark change in other women's leagues around the world? Um, we know that the U.S. soccer team had their their fights for equal rights and things like that. Uh, do you think that this will spark some change for, for other women's leagues and just leagues in general around the world? Because like I said, I believe this is one of the, the most uh, uh, player ownership equal deals that we've seen in sports. I mean, I think that's the hope, right? Like, you would hope that this kind of sets the standard moving forward. Unfortunately, the WNBA has a lot more years under their belt than, say, the NWSL. Um, this is going to be the 24th season of the WNBA, I believe. And the NWSL is like eight or nine seasons in. Um, so they're obviously, you know, way ahead of other professional women's leagues. And even with, like, the PWHPA in women's hockey, there really isn't um, – other than the NWHL, sorry, there's so many acronyms I'm saying. <laughs> uh, other than the NWHL, there's there's uh, not another professional sports league after the CWHL folded earlier, or I guess it is last year now that it's 2020. Um, so they're fighting, and I can't, I mean, it's not like, this CBA I think sets the precedent moving forward is that like this is what women's sports should be getting 50-50. 50 revenue sharing they should be getting maternity leave they should be getting some of these 
you know, just normal benefits. But it's hard to say how quickly. I think that's the thing is how quickly this CBA will make an impact moving forward because it's not going to happen overnight. This is, you know, going to take, unfortunately, possibly decades to for other leagues to get caught up to the WNBA. Now we are here with Madeline Kenny uh, from the Chicago Sun-Times. Now just switching gears a little bit, not too far, uh, but you do cover the Chicago Sky for Chicago, and this is a Chicago sports show. So the Sky's head coach, uh, James Wade, was voted the WNBA 2019 Coach of the Year, had a great turnaround um, for the team, got them back into the playoffs how does this team continue to build on what they did last season? Uh, can you say that again? I'm sorry. Uh, I said that uh, James Wade was named the WNBA's Coach of the Year for 2019, came in, gave them a great uh, 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 2019, a huge turnaround, going from 13-21 and 21 to 20-14, and 14, uh, actually getting back into the playoffs. How do they continue to build off their 2019 success? good question i think it starts though with free agency they need to lock down i mean seven of their 12 returning players are on expiring contracts some of them are restricted free agents but some of them are unrestricted so it's going to start with them coring um which is basically equivalent to the nfl franchise tag designating you know courtney vandersuit as a core player you want to bring ali quickly back you want to bring Kalia's hopper back but Kalia might be looking for more money than you're willing to pay you want to bring, um, you know, a stew back. A stew showed so much growth when Jontel went down. I don't know how you would part ways with her because if you do, you're, you know you're going to regret it because another WNBA team is going to pick her up. Um, and she already has a relationship with James Wade. And I think it's beneficial that James Wade is tri- trilingual so he can connect with the stew in her own native tongue instead of, you know, I was talking to Stu about how hard it is coaches to speak English and she's like well luckily my coach doesn't speak English he speaks French and whatever I need and I'm like that's literally awesome you know because I can't imagine having a you know being a foreigner and living in a foreign country and your coach doesn't speak your language and you don't have a translator and can't imagine like how difficult that is but other you know I wonder if you think about upgrading the five spot right now Stephanie Dolson's up there um, she's a great passer, great perimeter shooter, don't get me wrong, but she also tends to foul a lot. She has, a, you know, refs always call her for fouls, and I think that's something that you have to take into consideration. Can you get another big that draws fouls instead of giving out fouls? Um, I don't really – I haven't taken too much look. I think Dewana Bonner is potential for, you know, where, how this guy can upgrade that spot. Um, she's kind of more of a 4-5, but uh, – yeah, it's just going to take some smart contracts maneuvering with Wade. Um, and once you get your roster in place and you're able to retain most, if not all, the talent you had from last season, it's just about starting the season. And I know this is a sports cliche, but starting the season quicker and faster because last season it took them, you know, until June to kind of get their feet under them and kind of, you know, start to play as a team and start to play cohesiveness. Uh, consistency is a big thing. I want to see Katie Lou Samuelson get some playing time and make that big jump because we really didn't get an opportunity to see her um, play at all last season. I know that she had an injury, but it's just concerning the lack of playing she had considering they used their fourth overall pick for her. And then you see what Nafisa Collier 
did for the miss or for the wings, and you see what Enrique Agumabue did for the wings, and you kind of wonder, you know, did the sky make a mistake getting Katie Boo Samuelson? I know Gino Ariama when I talked. Ariama, when it, well, I can't say his last name. UConn coach Gino, uh, he he uh, was surprised at when Katie Lou Samuelson got drafted. At four, he was surprised that the sky took her, is what he told me, because you know she wasn't really a need the sky had. Um, but it'll just be really interesting to see what Wade's plan is for that moving forward and who they use their eighth overall pick on. Now, he has seemed to put a, uh, James Wade, has seemed to put a little bit of a target on his team here. Uh, I read in your last article that he said they're going to kick everybody's uh, butts next year. He didn't say butt. He didn't say butt. <laughs> yeah, I, I cleaned it up a little bit. But um, is is that something that the Chicago Sky team can handle moving forward? They, they were better. They, they, they grew uh, in one season. I think I saw a team that, a turnaround from a team that um, you don't see very often from one season to the next, especially in basketball. But um, are the, is this team ready to have a target on their back that we're going after the entire league this year? I mean, you got to remember that quote was pulled from, you know, after their heartbreaking, uh, I think it was a few days after their heartbreaking loss today, in the fashion that it was Sierra Kahambi hitting that ridiculous, that stupid 40 foot shot. Um, and allegedly stepped out of bounds. All of the sky, including Wade, have said she stepped out of the bounds. The shot should not have counted in the first place. Um, but I think that they can obviously contend. I think that they're a playoff team if they retain their talent. Um, it's just mainly about, you know, being more aggressive in the paint and limiting points in the paint. The sky got destroyed on points in the paint. And that's why I wonder if you do need to upgrade your post player just with all due respect to Stephanie Dolson, I just wonder if you need a player that can kind of hold their ground a little bit more and defend better in the lane, um, which she does a good job, don't get me wrong, but I just wonder if you can find an upgrade. And if you can do that, I think you can really, um, you know, go further in the playoffs. And I think the Sky realistically should have gone farther than what they did. I agree. I agree. That shot uh... – it, it, it left me sitting in my seat just staring at the TV for a little while, uh, especially after it was it was called a good basket because I'm with James Wade on that. She, she definitely stepped out of bounds. But, uh, Madeline, we want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, hope to talk to you uh, again this season uh, to, to, to look in on the Chicago sky and, and hopefully uh, see a winning season because I think Chicago needs a little winning basketball after watching the Bulls day in and day out. Yeah, remember when they said that they were going to be a playoff team? <laughs> Jim Boylan's still saying that. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot of problems on the men's side. <laughs> yeah, God bless Jim Boylan. <laughs> uh, no, nah, because that would mean he'd stay the coach. Uh, <laughs> please, uh, we, we, we thank you for joining us today, Madeline. And uh, we know you got to get the Cubs convention today. So, uh have a great time, and uh, hopefully, you know, you come back with some good news about uh, Chris Bryant. Okay, sounds good. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.